0: Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee, the most forensic analysis of the refereeing world and more. I'm Lindsay Heron and with our resident expert Steve Conroy and Des Roach. Coming up, we'll look at the major talking points and also discuss the thorny issue of badly behaved supporters given recent events at some of our matches. Um, We'll come to that in a second, fellas. Um, But let's have a look at the sort of key moments, if you like, of the the weekend in Scottish football, two semi semi-finals and... Couple of league matches. Maybe start with the the league game uh, up at Dingwall. Celtic uh, winning three nothing against Ross County. Um, VAR coming to the rescue, Steve, uh, of David Munro. But in terms of a of an early red card in the game,
1: yeah. The, the the first one. There'll be a few that we we discuss. But yeah, that that's what VAR is there is there to do. Clearly saw a clear and obvious error. Corrected it. Corrected it quickly. Minimum of fuss. That's what it's there for. And I know the, the player, was it, Brown? Brown? Put up a bit of a defence for himself, but nobody else really put up uh, much of a complaint. And it's becoming a bit of a theme. Uh, Mr Martindale last week, but Malky Mackay this week
2: saying, yep, fair cop. That's what VAR is supposed to do. Yeah, it's unfortunate that David didn't get it get it up himself. But as Steve's rightly said, VAR's there to, to correct the the clearing obvious errors. The final decision was the right decision and hopefully we didn't need VAR, but that's what it's there for. So yep. it was correctly used.
0: Do you think he was perhaps
2: out of position a little bit not in right in the right spot for play? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, he was looking also a bit sort of square on, um, but he wouldn't get the proper angle to see the way that um, the Ross County player challenged. Mm. My only bit in it is, David's done that a few times, where he's maybe been caught in the wrong position. Uh, thankfully, nothing untoward came and the player was able to continue. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's got to be more proactive in that area and make sure he's on the move to see where the next phase of play is going to go and also that tackle was about to come in. Yeah,
1: uh, I would give you that. He certainly was caught uh, square on. You, um, when you see his his angle, he couldn't see the, the full... He, he knew something had happened um, and from what he saw, a caution was probably suitable. It was wrong, but it was because he was caught inside. He should have been, and again, we've all done it, and he, he's still only a boy, so he'll he'll come as opposed to some of our more senior officials that we've discussed who keep doing it and have done it for the past 20 years. Hopefully David will, will learn um, and if he'd been out wider, where he probably should have been and where he would have hoped to be uh, on reflection, he'd have caught that yeah, himself. caught that himself,
2: yeah.
0: What happens in the back of that then, guys? Does the, the powers that be have a word with him and say, look David, I don't think you had your bearings right there or... He will
1: be marked down for it, um, yeah. and I know they, they change the marking system quite regularly. So uh, when we were doing it, if if you missed a major incident, you'd be put down as unsatisfactory. But that that's pretty harsh. If you know you can have a cracking game, and you know David missed that that one, he would put down as unsatisfactory. Mm-hmm. You live and learn, and you move on. Uh, it shouldn't. He's he's had a wee run, but I don't think it will or should uh, affect his his progress later on that's what would happen with the, the real world but as we say sometimes it, uh, one rule for one and one for others but I think
2: David will live and learn from that Yeah, he'll, he'll certainly receive a, a a negative comment for that one decision mm-hmm. thankfully that it was corrected uh, but it's a coaching point for him it's a learning point um, and it'll be what was the incident why did I miss it what was the reason and we've just given you the reasons if he was better positioned if he was more proactive in looking to, to anticipate that then, yeah, he would, he would have got it and he'll take that forward to yes. his, his next game. So, yeah, live and learn, coaching point. Don't see having a, a great bearing on his future appointments. No, no, absolutely not.
0: On the flip side of that, and I know we're jumping from game to game here, but um, the, the polar opposite of that was the uh, the match between Hearts and Rangers in the semi-final. Uh, late in the game, where um, Nick Walsh thinks that uh, Stephen Kingsley's dived to win a penalty, uh, gives him a second yellow and sends him off. But then VAR commences actually, have a look at this, uh, Nick, uh, Willie Collum of course was the VAR and says, look, it looks like Ben Davis has fouled him here and the, the whole issue is knocked on its head and Nick realises the error of his ways.
1: Again, that's what it's there for and we've always spoken highly about Willie, but that, that's, that's the way it should be. Um, you, you know it's a mistake, you correct it, you get the right decision, you move on and it should all be done quickly, seamlessly and the minimum of fuss. Those two incidences, that's that's what it's there for. And their
0: game-changing moments, well, not potentially in the Hearts one because it was so late, let's say, but it could affect Stephen
2: Kingsley down the line because it's a red card, that type of thing. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, it could be a totting up process. um, Mm. Because it was a second yellow, it would have been dealt with under the the, the sanction of of points. But I think it was very good. What I I, I really liked about it was Nick was very calm. He went across, he's come out and he's explained it. And you never seen anybody from Hearts... Not that they're not going to remonstrate because the players obviously Not a really but they all accepted and went Okay, fair enough, an honest mistake You went and looked at it, it's done, and it's moved on mm-hmm. um, Kingsley as well You could actually see him, you could actually mm-hmm. go to VAR Go to VAR, you could actually lip read him uh, But yes, that was the correct decision Again, thankfully the player Isn't going to face any any further punishment mm-hmm. And yes, it was too late in the game and Shankland always scoring the penalty yep. uh, the, game was, the game was gone at that point But yep. good decision, good teamwork, move on Just sticking with that game, then the the other
0: the main decision that uh, that went in Rangers' favour, which enabled them to win the game, was a penalty kick. Uh, Xander Clark bringing down uh, Danilo, clear penalty for you guys or not?
1: Yeah, I think it was a penalty, Um, and I know we've said a lot about uh, Rangers penalties. Was that four, three, four uh, in the past couple of weeks? And I've agreed with them all. Um, That that was a clear penalty. Well, we've we've talked about it, obviously. Xander didn't go out to hurt him, didn't go out to do anything horrendous to him But that's the that's the equivalent of somebody just missed time in a sliding tackle In the halfway line, brings them down, foul, get on with it It was a foul Probably didn't actually need to make the
2: challenge no. Because he was going away from goal, mm. close to the close to the touchline There was still a lot of work for him to do Whether he was going to try and have a shot or cross it back I think the keeper could have could have stood up And as we mentioned last week as well when we were talking about the double jeopardy The goalkeeper's allowed to dive, he's allowed to use his hands So that's all he's done, he's made a challenge He's got the wrong timing It's a contact It happens to be in the penalty area It's a penalty kick and It's the, the same sliding tackle at the halfway line You're not yep. cautioning them there So why are you cautioning
1: uh, on this one? And I, I agree with you. I think the ball was going out Yeah, I do think it was necessary
0: From that point of view Do you think Xander Clark's made a real
1: mistake here? Yes uh, I mean he's done his team in actually he's Aye, he's given away a penalty And, and he'll know it you, you saw by his reaction mm-hmm. He doesn't need to be told um, There was no need to make that tackle But uh, you, you get a rush of blood to the head don't you um, he would clearly have hoped that he would have got the ball but oh, no, he was, no he was he was a day and a half late
0: and these are moments that can decide semi-finals yeah. and, and it ultimately and it did. did it, yeah. Ultimately did, it yeah. did
1: Yeah, absolutely but no hassles with it
0: no none at all um, flipping back again uh, between there were two big VAR decisions in terms of offside calls at the weekend um, and both looked very very marginal to me and and I want to get your thoughts on the, on the whole lineage if you like of the the VAR setup. Um, first of all uh, Dyson Maida up at uh, Victoria Park as it used to be called uh, in Dingwall um, I mean I think he's I don't know his nostril was offside or something and then similarly Martin Boyle at Hamden uh, in the Aberdeen semi-final um, scored for Hibs and uh, again ruled out offside for what seems a very very marginal decision I have to say that I
1: think that both of them were we're on. Um, we, we'll, we'll touch on it. The the lines that we see. I don't know if that's what the, the officials see when they're looking at um, these things. But the the lines um, that we see that are meant to be the offside mark and these stupid dotted lines that the, that they put on. The the Maeda one. I couldn't see what the dotted lines were meant to be. Were meant to be shown. I can't for the life of me see where on them uh, on that it's meant to be. Offside. I really don't, and I know having things like that, and the goalkeeper being on, uh, on or off the line for penalties, it's meant to be geographic. The, the The Ross County one was anything but geographic. I don't know how you can call that off. I really don't. As opposed to the, the Hibs one, I think that was on. Um, although I was uh, in the company of an eminent uh, uh, junior assistant referee at the uh, at that game, who was. And all the the refs that we were in the company with saying, "What the hell do you know about offside? Leave <laughs> that to the assistant." He he called it offside straight away. Uh-huh. I, I disagreed. I thought it was on, but he
2: said it was going to be offside. I'm a bit of a difference. I think the the Mida one. I don't know how that where that's how how that's deemed to be an offside decision in the time that it took to get there. That was. So blooming tight, it's it's unbelievable. I've seen stills, as we all have. We've all been sentencing people saying, "Oh, the ball's already in play; it's already been in motion." I'm sorry, I, I can't see it. For Maeda, I'm 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 erring there that yeah, I think that was that was onside. The Aberdeen one, I'm at difference with you. I can see Here's a surprise. I know, I know. I can see where I can see, and again, it's extremely tight. Uh, and it's actually doing Martin Boyle a real disservice because what a touch he had bringing the ball out there yeah. and then calmly slotting it home I can just see why he's slightly offside the Aberdeen player where they draw the line and i agree with you there the lines that we see on the television they can't be the ones that uh, they are using. they use in VAR because obviously we're seeing it through Sky or via or whoever it may be and they don't use the, the the technology from the T V companies. I'm, I'm led to believe I think they've got also their own system through Hawkeye. Um but it does that a wee bit of a disservice because it's how can you how can you possibly see it and if you're going to make a major decision like that in a in a semi-final.
0: Well surely, surely the, the the paying public or the viewing public should be able to see what VAR is seeing. I agree with you completely. Whatever they make their
1: decision on is what the the paying the paying customer should get to see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if if I give you um, a new and uh, I won't say, well, I won't say Paul's surname. Um, <laughs> but if, you know, you, you agree that it's, it's offside, you know, well and good, but was it nearly four minutes they took? I believe so, That's yes. That's not clear and obvious if it takes nope. you four minutes to look and look and look. And remember that the whole ethos of football is to score goals. Yeah, and I said it last week. Fancy ways of disallowing goals. Um, the VAR wasn't invented to show. And I'll use your phraseology. Isn't there to show that somebody's toenail was offside? Yeah, no, it's, it's a nonsense. Yeah,
0: is it also then an example of uh, of the inferior technology that we have in comparison to other leagues? You know, you look at the Premier League and you look at the Champions League, and they'll put a computerized graphic. Uh, on screen that everyone can see um, the decision whether it's onside or offside
2: is that, that... that's the way, that's the way it should be it should be shown everybody in the in the stands the the management the players everyone there should be able to see what the decision is the technology is there the technology works we've said that in numerous times but I think we went for the 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 bronze package maybe uh, mm-hmm. by the amount of cameras that we're using compared to what they're using other other places. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be. It's never going to be perfect, but I think it can be better than we than we currently have, and it can be communicated a lot better and a lot quicker. As Steve said, it's meant to be clear and obvious. Absolutely, hundred percent. And as you quite rightly said, if it's taking four minutes, it's not clear and obvious. So play on. Yeah, and um, as
1: as well as you said, Lindsay, I don't know how many cameras are at Ross County. Some will be, somebody will be able to tell us. Um, but well, I think if, it's a
0: minimum of six. But, six. Um, yeah. But because it was a sky match, it could be a couple more. But if the
1: the pictures that we've all seen, if that's the best picture that we can get for offside, you can't decide anything on that, no.
0: Is it time for more investment? And I mean, when this first came out here, £1.2 million is all Scottish football was paying for the privilege of uh, VAR. And that's paid for by the clubs on a sliding scale, as you know. So number one pays something like 170000 180000 down to 190000 down to the bottom club paying something like Twenty-five, thirty. I wonder where they get that
2: idea from. Eh? Mm. So you should have patented that. I should have patented it. Yes.
0: Is it time though to to, to double this investment, to increase the investment, give us more, uh, give us better equipment?
1: To heart back again to what we've what we've said before. The whole rollout and the fact that we didn't use it for for years and years, and then came up with pathetic excuses for why that made us look like country yokels. We still look like country yokels, and unless we have the exact same package as the the big leagues and in inverted commas or mm. the Champions yes. League, we have to if we're going to use it and we're going to decide um, that uh, Maeda's offside and you know, that it, what's to happen if Celtic lose the the league on goal difference of one? It could come down to that. What if you know the the, the mm. cup semi final uh, the the decision isn't overturned? all because we have, you know, inferior equipment. You have to go with the best that's available. And, you know, for the best will in the world, we, we, we
2: can say that. Um, but you know that the SFA won't stump up the cash. Ultimately, for me, well, it, it comes down, the SFA is a, a members organisation, so the members are the yeah. clubs. So they're the ones who are who have got to, to, to be paying the money out for it. Well,
0: isn't the SFA aren't paying for it, Steve. No, so they're they're not. Insist. The <laughs> clubs that uh, are paying for it.
1: Yeah. Well, the, and the clubs, um, if they're allowed in uh, Cup games and things Especially in the, the League Cup If they're allowed not to use it They don't use it mm-hmm. That the, the SFA If if we've got any pretense That we're a big lead, league And not a diddy league mm-hmm. The SFA have to insist That it's used At all times and all opportunities And we have to have The best of, of equipment There's
2: no way around it Yeah I just Again I can wholeheartedly Agree with you It's the, the, the smaller clubs The lesser clubs Who are at the bottom end They're not going to be Wanting to pay out Another 70 grand 80 grand etc to, to up the technology and as you said there during certain cup ties they choose not to use it it all comes down to finance even take it back before I've done the sliding skill thing why isn't it sponsored that is the most yep. easy and obvious thing make it commercial how many times do we see in a game going to VAR the referee making that symbol it goes up on the big screen surely Joe blogs Etc. could have their name on that screen and bring money in. Therefore, that tops up as to get us the, the better technology and it alleviates maybe some of the pressure on the clubs.
0: 100%. I, I was just going to bring that up. Commercialising VAR, it's, it's an open goal. Why is it not happened, Steve? It seems astonishing, a real missed opportunity.
1: God knows. I have absolutely no no idea. And surely that uh, whether the commercial department uh, up there is, if they've got any... If they're worth their salt at all. Surely that's something that they've uh, they've investigated. Surely, um, and even if you get a you know a rotten deal, a rotten deal is better than no deal at all. Um, and and then you see, you know Joe mm-hmm. Blogs Inc. With uh, the benefits that they get from it. Um, then next year, hopefully, it's less of a Diddy deal. But mm-hmm. it's
0: it just it's brainless. It's amazing, you know, football clubs have got sponsors on their sleeves of their shirt and the backs of their shirt and their, on their socks kit. and training kit mm-hmm. and yet you can't get a sponsor for VAR, I mean, it's just incredible.
1: I know, and the 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 one thing, certainly to begin
2: with, that everybody looks at, mm-hmm. is, is it VAR or not? Even when they go across, I mean, you don't even need to have it on the screen because maybe not all clubs have got it, but when you see the referee go over to look at the, the TV I mean, it's on a little pedestal most of the time. It's the the screens here. Why don't they have something on the pedestal or have something across the top of the the TV? I mean, goodness it's not that hard to find it. Look at the big screens at Hamden. I mean, advertising opportunity
0: there is massive, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You see somebody, people advertising their 50th birthday up there, for God's
0: sake. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Is that yours? (laughs) <laughs> Oof, <I wish. laughs> that was a while ago yeah, yeah. I've seen the back of that a while back um, another interesting topic which is a bit of a delicate one lads but uh, in the Rangers Hearts game um, but a bit of uh, uh, footage which has been doing the rounds in social media that's for sure um, Scott Wright scores Rangers second goal uh, which puts them 2-0 up in the match uh, the camera cuts to the touchline and it looks as if David Dickinson is nodding his appreciation to Philippe Clement when the goal goes in. Uh, not a good look, Steve. How do you explain that one?
1: Uh, no, Not a particularly good look, but everything's contextual. Um, I wasn't there, so I don't know what the conversation was uh, before that. Was Mr. Clement shouting over at David, is that a goal? Are we giving it? And David's nodding and saying, aye, uh, it's a goal. No idea, um, but the the thing that annoys me about it is the inference that, that we're taking from it. Uh-huh. you know. And depending on what you look at on Twitter or whatever it's called these days or any other uh, forum that you care to look at, that's proof, in inverted commas, that David and by dint the rest of us are bigots and ranger supporters and cheats. What a lot of absolute... Posh, um fodder, fodder for the brain dead. Um you know and you you, you take it, um yeah again the inference is that David's a Ranger supporter.
0: Mm-hmm. I've
1: got absolutely no idea if David's a Ranger supporter. But see if he is, who cares?
0: It's an utter lot of tripe. as he is he maybe let his guard down a little bit the other in the sense that you shouldn't do something like that because it can cause you a problem down the line, for example.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I know David well. I've known him for a, a number of years since he was since he was young in the family. Well, David's a great referee. He's made brilliant strides in the last couple of years. He's rightly touted as one of our top up-and-coming guys. What I would just say he was guilty of there is maybe a bit of naivety because there's always cameras watching you. There's always something going to be there. As Steve said, I had this conversation at work with, with one of my colleagues today. You don't know the context and it's happening. Yes, it doesn't look good because there's a goal being scored and it's almost given. Looks as if he's giving a nod of approval, um, but he could have he could have had a, a conversation two minutes beforehand where Rangers might. I can't remember what happened at that moment in time, but Rangers may maybe hit a shot and it's come off a post and they didn't get or keeper saved it and they didn't get a corner or maybe decisions went against him. So he's maybe trying to have that bit of communication with the with the Rangers manager. It's difficult to see without that context. But if anything, he'll certainly learn from that. But it didn't look particularly good. And regarding supporting teams, you don't get to a level. And to that level, if you have got an allegiance and shown yourself to favour one team ahead of the other. It's just as much as people want to harangue the SFA, I can honestly say that's not one side that I've certainly seen.
0: Mm -hmm. Agreed. But would you anticipate um, uh, the referee department to have a word with them, to speak to them about this uh, in view of what's happened? Oh, there'll be a word. Somebody yeah. will have a quiet word with them
1: um, and maybe say, you know, it it didn't look good, just don't yeah, do it. But again, you know, the, we, we don't know the, the context, but... Will they ask them um,
0: for an explanation, for example, do you think? Quite probably.
1: May, maybe, but I think it'll be more likely saying just be careful mm-hmm. next time. But I, I have to say, um, you know, we were criticising some refs last week for looking as though they're getting their nails pulled when they're they're refing, And there somebody happens to smile, so we're Pounding him as much as we're pounding the other guys. It's just, oh, it's just utter nonsense.
0: So that was it. Just quickly, that was the two semi-finals. Obviously, uh, were have taken place. So now the final, October sorry,
2: December seventeen. Rangers, Aberdeen. Who's your man for the final, guys? For me, I would like to see Don Robertson be appointed to it. Um, he's been a good referee for a number of years. He's been on the FIFA list for a number of years. He's always been the sort of the next one, the next one, then something comes through. So yeah, I would entrust it to Don and I'm sure he would do a, do a very good job. So that would be my my call for it.
1: Um that was a very guarded way you asked it. I my choice would be Don. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. But
0: it it's not our choice. It's not our choice. So he did he's already had one. He did the uh, St Johnston final a couple of years back. Uh, three years back, sorry. Um so he's had experience of mm-hmm. of a big occasion, he's obviously handled done good for him the old firm game at the beginning of the season as well. Um, that's a, too much of a logical pro- projection, is it, just Yes,
1: as we've well said, logic and the SFA don't normally make good bedfellows. Um, we both agree that we think it should go to dawn. Mm-hmm. Yep. It should,
2: but but we'll see. We'll watch this space, fellas.
0: Okay, listen, let's look at the, the sort of thorny issue of fan behaviour in Scottish football at the moment. It's, it's really not been too great in recent times. There's been a number of instances of problems, um, both in the stadiums and fans going to games and leaving games. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know it's not your uh, expertise or forte, but um, you're part of the football family, if you like. You've got your own views on it. Um, you know, looking at Saturday, for example, Hibs and Aberdeen were playing at Hamden, um and rival fans are, are, are squaring off in Central Station where people are trying to go about their daily lives. Um, I mean, it's just terrific. You don't want to see that kind of stuff.
1: No, absolutely not um and you know we we talk about uh, police intelligence maybe a chucked position but it's it doesn't take too much now to realize that both sets of fans are going to be congregating in the same bloody train station yeah. at the exact same time um and going to another train station and another up. venue at the exact so same time why weren't the police there and ready to haul these guys away. Mm-hmm. Now, that could have been any one of us or any one of our family just going into town for Christmas shopping and getting caught up uh, in, in that with the potential consequences of that. Yep. It's sad. And I know the, the police have got their own troubles and there aren't enough of them and, you know, all the rest of it. But sorry, that that was an open goal. That's wait, that's
2: Paddy Wagons with the back door open waiting to haul these idiots in. Yeah, I mean, there's surely got to be enough information coming from the local Police and authorities Whether it's in Edinburgh Or Aberdeen That there are Potential for this To, to flare up Unfortunately You can't legislate For idiots That's just unfortunate. We can't, mm. we can't do that But you try and mitigate The circumstances As best as you can And it certainly looked As if it was Underprepared We'd probably say At this moment in time or oh, sorry In Saturday For that um, eventuality Which was, was coming But Bear in mind There was a vast vast Majority of the supporters Who have all travelled there To watch the game Absolutely fine And it's the minority that, that let them down and let the, the name mm-hmm. of the club down. But yeah, I would have liked to think that there could be a, a stronger police presence and certainly a stronger police um, anticipation planning. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And then you've got CCTV
0: in, in Central Station. Um, I don't know how um, how good it is, but I'm sure it's
2: reasonably good. I hope um, it's not the same ones that provide us with <laughs> <laughs> Exactly.
1: Well, you we hear uh, all the stories about CCTV catching people nicking things out of uh, mm-hmm. boots, boots and all the rest of it in Central Station. So guys who are hell-bent on causing uh, mayhem, uh-huh. you can't tell me that these guys aren't on CCTV. Mm-hmm. Are we choosing to do nothing about it? Is it too much work? Is it too much effort? Mm-hmm. There isn't the the motivation to, to be doing it. But I'm, I'm sorry, that I don't think there's any excuses for these thugs no. and idiots getting away with it. Um, when we know fine you, you can't move in Scotland without CCTV yep. um, so absolutely these guys are on there
0: Pyros are back on the agenda as well of course after the scenes at Dundee uh, last week but, I mean not an unusual scene they've been happening at, at games across the country for the last few seasons, haven't they? Um Just on this occasion, obviously, it was so excessive that the fire alarm at Dens Park went off and the game had to be uh, held up for over 15 minutes. But more seriously, uh, there's a, a claim of a sexual assault in the crowd that night as well, which is absolutely horrible to hear. Yeah. Um But in your general view, pyros, are they bad for the game? Should they be banned or should we somehow accommodate them in, in, in
2: modern football? See when you look in at overseas football, you see Real Madrid, Barcelona, Boca Juniors are play. It's a spectacle. And I don't want to be a, a, a down on it. If it's policed, policed, if it's policed right and these people can use them correctly, I think it does add a wee bit to the atmosphere and a wee bit to the to the evening. Last week's was probably, I mean, it was over, but it was overboard. It yeah. was just, abso- it was just, the whole stand was yeah. lit up. And it also was congregating Around the around the ground as well mm. I think it's a very difficult one to, to to control The guys are going to be Bringing them in anyway And we've seen it On both sides of the old firm You actually see it At younger games as well And junior games That have been taken in as well I think it's part of society now It's been coming in For the past number of years We just need to make sure That it's I don't know It's a, it's a, it's a hard one to, hard but, one to judge It's certainly nothing The referee can do We've but, got no it, it, All we've done through the health and safety And the, oh. the fire protection officers At the grounds But yeah it's a strange one mm-hmm. But you say They're getting in with them But why are they getting in with them? Because they're not being checked For the exact, Why are they same, not being
0: checked?
1: The same reason that the idiots Aren't getting checked in Central Station mm-hmm. There's probably not enough police there um, And who knows what their instructions are before it But clearly it's not Rummage through
2: everybody's pockets And, and get every firework If you're a steward there I don't know how much they earn But it's not enough Are you going to be getting up to Some guy who's maybe got a few pints in him and going can i check your pockets absolutely not but the the police i all right i say it's mostly stewards but the, that
1: should be the police um, cuz it takes one bevved up idiot to fire that rocket at somebody mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. uh, straight into the sky mm-hmm. and bring you up on the the, the the stewards i don't know how many people saw it there was one uh, clip of a steward at that game going up and picking a firework up with his we pincer yeah so, <laughs> What? <laughs> that thing goes off, that guy loses his hand. What uh, What are they doing? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the, 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 the training of it? But that that's just the consequences. Yeah. And I all right, I'm a catastrophist. But that's showing you the potential consequences yeah. uh, of these things.
0: Well, there have been accidents. I think there was mm-hmm. was a lad at Celtic Park, wasn't there? He, he's his hand, hand yeah. Of, yeah. So, yeah. I mean,
1: But so, I'm, I'm kind of with, with Des when you see it at Galatasaray or yeah. you see it at... Uh, AC Milan and it, and it looks amazing if it can be policed again with small p and these things are, are controlled I think it adds I mean you, you see the fireworks and things before uh, Champions League games and all the rest of it and it looks fantastic but when you've got a whole stand of uncontrolled yes. fireworks sorry no that's, that's not acceptable.
0: And pyros that probably get bought on the internet and they're maybe not safe and that type absolutely. of thing absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, you, know, you don't know what, what kind of noxious gases are coming out of them. And, aye, absolutely.
1: That's the other thing. And I don't want to be sitting next to the guy who's... Uh, careful how I say it. I don't want to be sitting next to the guy in the stand whose uh, rocket goes off in his pocket. Um, <laughs> this, it's the, the consequences of it. Um, it's no, And not try to be a killjoy. It does look amazing, but not when it's uncontrolled like that. That's a health and safety nightmare. Yeah.
0: The thing is, I mean, like major rock concerts, pop concerts... Um, People are, are frisked before they go in. Um, so a lot of the concerts at the, the the Hydro, you, there's a full scan. So it's not as if it's a culture that people are not used to. Uh, do you know what I mean? So I don't know, why, why is it purely a resource matter, a non-confrontational situation?
2: Both. I think yeah. yep. it's something obviously that Police Scotland and the, the, the event holders obviously have to have to deal with mm. um, prior to any of these big events. But um, that's uh, I don't know, sir. So it's, a, it's a thorny subject
1: Yeah but you, you don't see it In lots of other sports No You don't see it At your outside Got uh, to show my age um, R.E.M. at Murrayfield places place is absolutely jumping Don't remember anybody Firing off rockets And <laughs> fireworks at it So No don't, don't know um, And it must be resources And just a lack of will
0: Absolutely But it's here to stay Isn't it So that we have to find a way To control it Manage it Manage yeah.
1: yeah, the the same as the chat for fireworks last night. I'm um, um, again don't want to be a killjoy, but uh, having two dogs and two cats in the house, um, it wasn't the most comfortable of houses last night. Um, but you you have to you have to control it. But it's the fact that these things are you know so far totally totally uh, beyond control, yeah. and it's contraband, and you get no idea where these things are coming from. Do it in a controlled manner.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you, do you also think there's a deterioration in the standards now of, of fans across the board? I mean, you're looking at, um, there's no decrease, in fact, there's possibly an increase in sectarian singing, uh, a number of grounds. Um, it, we're certainly not getting rid of it, that's for sure.
1: No, that doesn't seem to be going
2: anywhere And It either. won't, either. It won't no. go unless it's, unless it's challenged head on. And we've said it long enough. The SFA have got delegates at all these games, the SPL. You're not telling me that they don't hear it like everybody else. I think so, it's
0: reported, uh, you know, uh, you know, regularly by some of the delegates, but... Um,
1: <laughs> where does it go? Yeah. And uh, you... Into the filing cabinet? Yeah. yeah, we listen to radio, we we watch football games on the telly, every one of us mm-hmm. has heard vile, bigoted, sectarian songs being sung. Mm-hmm. Clear as
2: day. Mm-hmm. Then and I not do anything it. about it.
0: And because we don't have this um, individual or... Responsible liability, if you like, in Scottish football. The clubs don't want to take that responsibility on board.
1: No, possibly not. But um, it's a police matter. And certainly at the, the big two, yep. y- you can't buy a ticket for those games because everybody's got season books. Mm-hmm. And again, coming back to the CCTV, you know who's sitting where. Yes, But it's again, it's the, the gumption. Um, if I'm singing something vile and Des is beside me, it's up to Des to grasp me up. Yeah, Des can you
2: do that? Self policing, isn't it? Uh-huh. But, but it's not going to happen. It's not no. It? no, it's absolutely not happening. Um,
0: interestingly, obviously, the, the the big the massive issue was Celtic's incredible decision or brave decision, if you like, to to take all the season tickets away from their, their ultras, the Green Brigade. Um, I mean, you're talking about what, nearly three thousand fans in that corner of the ground, um, and they also go to all their away matches as well. Um, you know, Celtic say it's an accumulation of of problems they've experienced with them uh, over the over this season and previous seasons, uh, but no doubt exacerbated by the club's call for uh, not to show any allegiance or affiliation to the current conflict in the Middle East, which they defied them over. So, um, I guess that was a straw that broke the camel's back, if you like.
1: Um, yeah, and not to, geez, no, not to jump uh, one camp to another. But if somebody tells you not to do something mm-hmm. and you go out and do it, yeah, there's consequences. It's just defiance. The yeah. There's consequences but, to that. And, and it could have, have been f- anything, but that that's what they, they chose to put their line in the sand over.
2: I mean, how many how many fines over the past numerous years have UEFA sanctioned Celtic with mm-hmm. for regarding the Green Brigade and they're going so okay, I know they're getting their money for the season tickets, but they're spending a lot of money in fines as well. Mm-hmm. I applaud them for doing it I think it's very brave um, And in any club Whether it's Celtic Hamilton Aquis Or both and If you've got an element Of your group Supporters group That are costing you money And bringing Tarnishing your reputation And, and tarnishing What's what's going on and, like, I, don't, I don't want to take my, my, my kids to a game And hear all this Kind of stuff as well So you, I know it won't go that way Because there will always be a, a, An uptake of Supporters tickets Season tickets But The club have been fined continuously by Europe. And I think that has it just came to the point I meant right, enough's enough. So yeah, fair play to them. They've taken out okay. a very, very bold step. Um, and we'll see we'll see how it continues. Yeah. Agree or don't agree
1: on this particular incident. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they've come out and said if you do this, mm-hmm. this is what's gonna happen. And
0: Celtic have done it. So w- what what were they expecting? Yep. It'll be interesting to see what happens down the line? I mean, obviously some of the fans managed to get into the Ross County game at the weekend, which you would imagine would happen anyway. And of course. Uh, everyone's able to get a ticket from somewhere, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody knows people. <laughs> um, so I don't know if it, might, it will alleviate the problem away from home, but uh, that's always been an issue for both sides, isn't it? The, the away fans seem to be the, the ones that cause most of the most of the trouble. Uh-huh.
1: That seems to be away yeah. days. Oh, uh-huh. absolutely. A lot more colourful singing um, at, at away days uh, as well, and we all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there seems to be so much going on that we or the officialdom
0: is deliberately turning a blind eye to. But even you know, again, uh, Hibs blew at Ibrox recently, and um, there's a lot of graffiti and stickers on the on the the away seats uh, mocking the the Ibrox disaster and. Things like that. I mean, is there a denigration across the board? Do you think is it worse now than it was it twenty years
2: ago? or is or just some of these guys have always been unable to behave? I think I think it's a it's a societal thing. It's all it's always there. But I think the current use of technology, social media, videos, YouTube, all this kind of, they've got a platform, haven't they? So if you've got a platform that you can show what you think is a bit of banter, etc., you're going to gather more momentum. Other people. It's just a it's just a modern day thing. I would say it's probably more prevalent now than it was. I think back in the day, it was maybe more just guys getting tanked up before a game and falling into the crowd. Now it's more sort of coordinated and, and planned and um, yeah, just as a as a wee sort of show of bravado for, for them. I'm not sure if
1: it's worse now than it was in... The heyday its worse now than it has been recently uh-huh. Because I, I do remember And everybody knows what team I support They know my, my allegiances I, I remember when I was a student going to um, Just because it was up the road Going to Ibrox for uh, away European games As well as going to the, the the team I support And feeling very, very uncomfortable With some of the things that were being sung and said um, But that was, you know, back in the day um, It's not as bad as it was then But it's, it's heading that way um,
0: yeah like it says it's, there seems to be an organisational aspect to it and it's younger guys um, yeah. who think they're full of it don't they and, uh, and it's all this baying and running at each other and running away and all that kind of stuff it's mm-hmm. um, it's quite pathetic it is so. quite sad isn't it really
1: yeah and I know we've had lots of chat about alcohol being sold at games you know the, as, as we discussed the brain dead had Bevy being available at the, the stadiums into that and we all know where that'll lead
0: well, I think there's, uh, there are worse problems. I mean, there's, there, they find a lot of um, used drugs and cocaine and that kind of stuff at the stadiums now as well, and yep. that's, that's clearly a big issue as well, isn't
2: it? Absolutely. Uh, and again, it's a societal thing. People think these are these are acceptable now. That's the that's the that just seems to be the way of the modern generation of, of young people. That's just what they do. Unfortunately.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent stuff Listen gents Thanks very much uh, For discussing these Thorny uh, issues this week I know it's not quite um, Was it a yellow Was it a red <coughs>
2: Should we lock them up Or should we not That's, a, that's the next debate <laughs> I'm just surprised Steve's admitted Going to Ibrox For European games when I always just thought You were a Hamilton fan Did they not get into Europe Back in the day uh, He was a Borussia Gladbach fan I think <laughs> <laughs> How many teams have I supported <laughs> He's got all the shirts
0: <laughs> He's got all the shirts Yes He's like He was the most hated man At a Borussia Gladbach game what? <laughs> on that stupid note, we'll just end it yeah. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Cheers. I think so. Cheers. We'll see you next time on Get Involved, referee.